Hello and welcome to this harried version of Vikings Territory Breakdown podcast with myself, Joe Oberly from VikingsTerritory.com and PurplePTSD.com and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com, Mr. NFL Insider with his Sunday red shirt on for for he must have had a victory in golf recently, but we won't talk about that. So uh, I've got Tony, three, three, three wins this much. year. I think it says on here, we won't talk about that. Anyway, uh, how's it going, Mark? How you doing? What's new in Vikings land? I don't know. You're forcing me to like, look at the NFL on, on June 21st. Come on. Every, even, even, even Bill Belichick. Takes the end of June off, Joe. Come on. Of course, then <laughs> yeah. we wouldn't get paid, I guess. So we got. Let's keep talking about them. That's right. It's uh, it's twenty four seven three sixty five league. You know that better than anybody. And uh, so uh, we're trying to cobble together something to talk about in this in this downtime of the NFL season, even though it's not completely gone. And we could talk about live golf, but maybe we'll we'll live to talk about that another day. Get it? Live to talk. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. There's a smile, Mark. I wanted to break down the offensive line and their depth. And uh, we did last week. We did the defensive line, and I'm not sorry that not the offensive line, but the offense. And last week we did the defense. So this week we'll talk about the offense and see how deep the Vikings are, how well Quasi and O'Connell did on. Uh, putting a roster together thus far um do you uh you know the last year the the coming into this season the offense was the stronger unit than the defense and certain you know the defense did a lot of rebuilding so you would think defense uh depth there is going to be lacking a little bit but on offense they should be pretty good and just fortifying that deck depth right uh ideally i mean that that's if on paper that's how it should be yes no maybe what do you think well i think on paper the defense has been fortified you know um but i think the offense can still be the better unit uh it all depends on that offensive line um to me you know they got all the talent they need uh if the offensive line gives kirk cousins the time he needs then, uh, you know, they'll produce points. They'll move the ball. I mean, they, they will. There's a lot of talent there, that, but it all depends on, you know, Justin Jefferson is 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 an is a all-pro. Thielen's a Pro Bowl player. Um, Dalvin Cook can be one of the best running backs in the league, and there's depth. There's a there's great depth and different things they can do at running back. And, uh, but it all depends on that offensive line. Yeah, it really does start up front, as they say. And uh, – for years now, the Vikings have not had the offensive line they want, and certainly not the one that Kirk Cousins wants in front of him. Um, they've been slowly building it, and uh, we look like we have some some pieces in place on the starting unit. We have uh, Christian Dersaw at left tackle, uh, Ezra Cleveland left guard, uh, Garrett Bradbury at center. The right guard is still unknown, although Mark thinks that uh, Jesse Davis is a job to lose. And then at right tackle, all of the mainstay, Brian O'Neill. Um, do you, uh, A, do you agree that that's who we got going? And B, do you think there is some depth behind them in case there's injuries? Because there always are on the offensive line. Well, you know, I would be a little nervous about the, uh, about the depth. Um, 
you know, because uh, they're, you know, they're, they're, their swing tackle that they've had the last few years um, is, is you know, not going to be coming back. So you're looking at maybe Ole, Yudo being the, the, that swing tackle, that left tackle. Um, Darisaw, if he stays healthy, gets, that's your first one. Uh, yeah. uh, you feel to mark it down. Got um, it. Is, I mean, you, if, if you're looking at the front line, okay, Darisaw can be a, a fantastic left tackle. He's, it's, the game's not too big or too fast or too anything for him. Uh, Cleveland is a guy that, because we don't talk about Ezra Cleveland, it shows that Ezra Cleveland is growing into that job and uh, has a really good future. Bradbury is the guy is the weakness. Uh, let's face it. He, you know, even he when he when he talked about it late in the se- talked late in the season last year, admitted that that you know he's hasn't lived up to what he what he should be. Um, can he do that? Does he have the frame? Does he have the ability to be that to be that guy, I, I think that by the fact they didn't pick up his fifth year option, he knows this is a make or make it or break it year for him. Um, so if you're going to get anything out of him, it, it's going to be coming out now. Uh, right guard, I think is Martin, that is Jesse you, Davis. Martin, before you go there, is is it with Bradbury? Is it is it just size and strength that he's lacking? Um, because does he have, does he know the position? Well, can he play it and call the plays and is, is he is good in that regard? Yeah. I, I, you know, I believe that he's, he's got that where, where he's, where he's come up short is against the, you know, these, these big uh, nose tackles. It's, it's been kind of a physical mis- mismatch for him, which is sort of scary, but, but also he hasn't had stability at right guard. So a lot of this, it all works together. So if they get stability at right guard, does that make him better? I, I do think that makes him better. Um, I think it's Jesse Davis at right guard, but it, but this you know Ed Ingram's a second round pick, so you have high expectations for that second round pick. I just think that right now a veteran, you know, my money's on him, but you know I don't know Ingram well enough to, you know, to say that that he that he can't win the job. He certainly can I win saw the job. A depth chart online that had Ingram ahead of Jesse Davis. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, and, and, you know, it, it's all speculation at this point. But, um. Oh, certainly. Yeah. And there, there's depth charts that had, um, that have some other sort of strange things on uh, the defensive line off the top of my head. I'm trying to think uh, uh, they had Twyman listed as a starter uh, at one of the defensive line positions. I mean, he, that's not going to happen. I don't think Twyman's going to make the team, um, but you know, and then right, right tackle is Brian O'Neill. So, it all depends on that. Uh, I think you know it's it's again it's the center and the right guard, which is which is what it was last year, um, and, and to some degree the left tackle because he came in injured and we weren't sure uh, if he was going to first of all whether he's going to play because of injuries or second you know would he be good enough? Um, I think he's good enough. He's definitely good enough. And so, you know, the offensive line is much I think much better. Than in like in recent years where it was just like you know and seemed like seemed to be in shambles and we were just like if they could just get something out of the offensive line and now they've kind of brought it to the point where it wasn't fast enough it got Spielman helped get Spielman and Zimmer fired uh, but now they're these guys come in with two tackles that they can trust a guard they can trust so it's getting closer and uh, but they need you know it can only be as good as your weakest links and they got two that's. Uh, one, you know, that's I think the center is a weak link that's got to prove himself in the in the right guards a question mark. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, uh, one last question on this on the line line. 
Uh, I can't off the top of my head remember how old Brian O'Neill is. I remember he was still in a rookie. I was still at a press pass. I was in that camp talking to him, and I was really impressed the heck out of me. And I thought he was going to be a breakout guy, and he was. Uh, it's as good as I am on the predicting scale. But is he getting older now that we have to concern about this line is finally maybe we'll have a line to play with him because he's been the only bright spot and you know for like four or five years, I think now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I don't know, I don't have it in front of me, but he's not, he's in his late 20s, I okay, believe, isn't good, he? Okay, good, good. Uh, I mean, he's certainly in the prime of his career. He's he's in the prime of his career. He's taking advantage of his, of uh, of where he's at in, in his career. He's making a lot of money. He's one of the highest paid right tackles. He got a second um, contract, so he's at so, least yeah, five years in. Maybe. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, he's, he's solid. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's one of those positions where, you know, uh, you just you have to do, you depend so much on the guys next to you, and if you're all working together, and everyone's of that starting caliber. Well, last year they, they had hopes that that Ole Udo would be that guy, and and physically I think he was. He was just kind of he's a tackle. He's not used to how fast things were inside, I guess, and all the commotion, and and just could not get himself in position where he didn't. I mean, he was just holding all the time. Apparently, it, it's just. Um, so now they have a guy that's got a little more, he's been proven there a little bit more, but then again, he's a guy that was available in free agency and whenever they become available for free agency and they're third or second or third tier signing, there's question marks about him too. Yeah. Yeah. And Cleveland made that jump from tackle to, to left guard. So it can be done. And so I, it's, it, I'm hopeful that he just keeps progressing because like you said, we don't talk about him because we're not complaining about him so you know uh if that continues it it it, it's still a it's still a question mark and i'm going to say later in the broadcast until until proven otherwise it's still a weakness on this team and hopefully it's proven proves otherwise this year um how about uh let's go to running back running back i think we're pretty solid i i i don't know if people say there's not enough people there or players there but i i think you know with uh starting with uh, cook and uh, Alexander Madison and then uh, uh, Nate, or I, I can't even think of the guy's name. The Wong Wu, I believe it is. That is him. Can, I, I, I think call, just call him Kane. Kane. Yeah, I think they're solid there at running back. I don't. I, you know, I would. I would put them up against uh, really anybody in the league. Cook Cook's as good as there is uh, when he's you know whenever he's going and there's nothing nothing breaking down on him. He's he's. I'll take him over just about any back in the league. Um, and Madison is. Could be a starter. Uh, Kane is a guy that you know he's so talented and so fast. You're like, let's can they get more get more out of him? Mm -hmm. And then they drafted a guy, Ty Chandler, in the fifth round. That's that's one that's might be as fast as uh, Kane. So which I didn't. There's a there's a there's a lot there's a lot to like. Well, you know, special teamer. Yeah. Um, You know, to me, there's there's a lot to like uh, about that running back position. I uh, mentioned last week that my my biggest concern for this team was uh, the depth at quarterback, and I, I think they're as good as one you know any team is. You know, everybody's going to have a drop off from QB, and I just don't think there's much behind. I think if Kirk goes down, no matter how much uh, how much fans that complain about him, if he goes down there and uh, bat one of those three backups that are on the roster right now has to step in. Uh, it's a huge drop off. And uh, yeah, but this is, this isn't the eighties. You don't, you don't have, uh, 
you don't have Young backing up Montana. Uh, uh, you could say that about almost. You could say that about almost every t- a lot of the teams in the league. I, majority of the teams in the league, I you think you could say that about. Yeah. Certainly, the ones that have uh, you know thirty one million dollars in cap money tied up in their main guy. It's just it's un it's you know they, they're lucky enough to go out and be to, with Kirk's money. They they were lucky enough to be able to go out and get uh, Harrison Phillips and uh, Zadarius Smith and fill in some of these holes. Um, you know, let alone they, they they just not enough money. There's not enough space to go and get uh, like a really quality backup quarterback and give him ten million dollars or whatever. Uh, they they went with what they what what they they have to go with. There's they're hoping that you know, maybe Kellen Mond is a guy uh, down the road that can can be a backup guy, but I I don't know. But to me, that's just that's just a product of 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 hitching your wagon to Kirk Cousins. I didn't say it. I danced around it, but that goes down as a if he stays healthy. So that's that's a number two. That's a that's for you. Yeah, that's I for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna total them all up today. Uh, jumping to tight ends, talking about if he stays healthy. Irv Smith is back, and I'm really excited. I had I had drafted him early in fantasy football last year, and really got not early, but I got him. I thought I I, I snuck him in there with some out some other around some other people because. People weren't talking about him that much, but I thought he was set to have a really great season. And then he tore his ACL, I think, in in the in the right before the open of the season, and uh, we lost him. But he's back. We lose Tyler Conklin, so I think the depth goes. I, uh, you know, are we are we uh, better or worse? I mean, are are, are we staying the same with 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 that switchover at that? Is there depth at that position that uh, we have? We have. Well, you know, I think Conklin, Conklin, losing Conklin is is a is a loss, you know. But getting Irv Smith back is, you know, there's more talent in Irv Smith than there is Conklin. Conklin is a guy that, um, you know, say Irv Smith doesn't get hurt last year, Conklin doesn't get that money and doesn't leave, and he's here, and he's, you know, there's depth there. Mm. Uh, they, they, you know, I like the fact that they got out. They, it's Johnny Munt. I mean, it's not a, he's not a receiving tight end. He's not a He's not a guy that's a big name or anything, but he's a guy that came from the system that these guys, that these coaches, coaching staff came from. So, you know, there's a belief among the coaches that you have to trust that he fits whatever they're, they're trying to do. Um, you know, Davidson is kind of an interesting guy. He's the, he's the tall came you know, came from the small school last year, drafted in the third day. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. He certainly looks like he's, he was raw, crazy raw last year uh you know he was like a punter slash tight end in in college in that small school he went to um I mean there's something there with him he, he certainly has a, a, a look of a like a giant receiver but uh and then uh, they drafted a guy in the seventh round muse so uh it's not um like Rudolph when he was in his prime and then Smith comes in it's um uh, but I, I'm really intrigued to see what Irv Smith does because um, you know, you're not going to have two tight ends on the field running down the field trying right. to make a bunch of catches. Not so all Irv receivers Smith, they got. Yeah. So Irv Smith. I mean, last year with the question was who's your third receiver, and it was going into this season, it was Irv Smith as your third receiver. Yep. But, you know, the tight end was going to be your third receiver. So, um, I you know I don't worry so much about depth there. Obviously, if Irv gets hurt, you know that's a there's a problem there. 
Um, and in fact, it's, it's a problem to the point where you probably go get someone um, like they did when they went and got the guy from the Jets. Uh, can't remember names, Joe. But, uh, you know, but, I, you know, to me right there, if healthy, that's two for me. Uh, I like I like the tight end with Irv and uh, working in Johnny Munt and, okay. and what they can piece together there. Well, you know, uh, if uh, Irv stays healthy, that's number three. Um, speaking of wide receivers, I, I collected the list of all the right receivers they have on the roster, and there's like 12 on the roster right now. And I'm thinking they can only keep about six of them. And if even that, I mean, do you keep six uh, receivers when, when you get down to four, five, six, and seven, they're all kind of same. You can get them anywhere. And you can get them next year, or do you? And then because you need to keep more at a different position, I don't know. It's it's early for this decision, but Mark, how do you see? I would say with 12, 12 of them on the roster, there's some depth there, and the front line receivers is good, and there's some up and comers behind them. So, what do you think of uh, the wide receiver position, both in uh, front line and depth for the Vikings? Well, you know, I mean, KJ Osborne, you know, proved himself last year. I think um, to me, it's like. Uh, and again, I've said this before. I don't, you know, you don't, don't, I don't care what his numbers say. What, you know, if you show me his numbers and you try to break it down that way, to me, it's just the catches that he made at the times that he made them when the other, when the two stars were covered and all of a sudden here's this nobody making these really, you know, moving the chains with these really great catches. Great catches, yep. Thank yeah, you. just, uh, you know, fourth down catch uh, early in the year. And then there's some third down catches, the touchdown at Carolina in overtime to, to win the game. Um, they're just know, what they needed to get the team into the playoffs, you know, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> so uh, I don't see that he's, a, you know, he's going to get, he's got to go backwards. I don't think so. He's, you know, there's three there and then BC Johnson coming back. BC's a guy that you know, we didn't, I don't think he, he got to the point where KJ got, but he proved himself as a late round draft pick that was like, Hey, this, this guy's got something. Uh, then, you know, there's a, a lot of these are special teamers. Uh, Amir Smith Marset is, um, is a guy that, you know, I, you look at this and you wonder whether he makes a team because they did draft a KJ Naylor uh, in the later rounds, and yep. that's a guy that could return that could return kicks. And but Smith Marset can too. But you know, this is the third year for Smith Marset. You know, is at what point you uh, think he's you know that he can keep moving forward, or is he going to move forward? Uh, I don't see it. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, it's, to me, it's like you juggle between five, six receivers. Whether it depends on, uh, you know, what, how many you know these, these running backs you're gonna be. You know, you got a fullback to keep on the roster. So there's a lot of decisions to be made uh, at the depth, you know, for four receiver. And you know, there, you know, those two, uh, out, you know, those two are as good as. Let's see, put it this way: I don't know if they're the two best in the in the league, but they can hang with anybody in the league as as a top two receiver. Now a lot of, now you're seeing you know you see you got you go three deep with the receivers like Cincinnati and uh, and all these teams that uh, you know have they go more than two so uh, I don't know that they I don't know that they're going to play all the that could be a three receiver team as much as the Rams were because they like C J Ham but uh, you know they got two or three pretty good ones um, you know if they were if uh, Marset or uh, Wilson or Chisna Chisna. Shasina, or however you say his name, were uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. They'd uh, move on to a different team and win a Super Bowl next year, just like uh, just like uh, Steph Curry or Andrew Wiggins or Kevin Love, you know. So, but the, you know, like, yeah, but uh, Chisina, cheese, I don't know. 
that that guy uh, is a guy that shows up on special teams, and he, he's he's a he is a you know the, you look at him and players like him, and it's like it, there's a value in those guys because you know they play special teams at a speed that's uh, that needs to be played at, at least until they get rid of special teams and then in the NFL, um, you know you need guys like that. And with that, you know, talking about people moving on, we're going to move on to our next segment. We'll take a quick break. And uh, I just decoded a message here. It doesn't say drink more Ovaltine. It says drink more Mankato beer. So with that, we'll we'll jump jump to uh, take a break, and we'll be back on the Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. All right, we're back at Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. We've been breaking down the depth on the Vikings offense. We've got a few more offensive uh, unit questions to talk about. So I wanted to ask you, Mark, after looking at the offense by position, what do you think – what is the offense's greatest strength? And I'm I'm thinking it's kind of obvious to me – uh, in fact, even just listening to your comments in the last segment, you might agree is that at wide receiver, but I will say the running backs is a close second. So what, what, uh, what do you feel is their greatest strength on offense and why? Good question. Um, I will say running back. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that uh, Dalvin Cook is still, obviously, I mean, Justin Jefferson, it's just, you know, you're splitting hairs here, uh, but Justin Jefferson is, I mean, is, is, can be the, uh, can be an all, all pro, you know, Calvin Cook is a guy that um, in this league, it's hard to be, it's hard to be a running back and be an MVP candidate because, you know, eventually they, they don't play it. They, they, they miss some games. Um, they don't, uh, the league obviously shifted away from the running back, but it, Dalvin Cook in this offense, I think could be uh a multi-threat, even more than what we've seen in the past. You know, it just typically was just like screen, the screen game. I think we can see him as like this dangerous type receiver slash running back. I think that he could be um, an MVP type candidate as a running back. Do you think he stays healthy? That's four (laughs) for us. Do you think – do you subscribe to the Mike Zimmer? We have to. We, we can keep talking about Zimmer until we get to that new regime's first game. Uh, do you think that you subscribe to the? You got to pound him. You got to pound him. Run him. Run him. Run him. Run him for him to be the effective player that you're just describing, and then dump off a pass to him every once in a while. Does he have to be the focal point? I don't think he should in this offense like that. But do you think uh, Mike Zimmer was wrong in in wanting to pound the heck out of? Uh, Delvin Cook and keep giving him the rock. No, I mean, uh, you know, in 2020, uh, when they started like one in five, I believe, um, Zimmer, you know, trying to win now because everybody was like, oh, you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're break, you're, you're, you're shortening Dalvin's career. And, you, you know, Zimmer was like, you know what, we're, we're going to try to win. So they definitely rode Dalvin Cook back to, uh, I think it was one in five. And then they got back to six and six, and then they were a playoff contender only because I think, and, and mostly in large part because Dalvin Cook, they went to Dalvin Cook and fed him the ball and rode him and got themselves back into position to try and make the playoffs. Now they they didn't, 
And in hindsight, you say, oh, you know, they shouldn't have given him. Well, that's what he's there for. Now, he's there. Running backs don't have typically 15-year careers. You're not bringing him in the league to give him two carries, give him three carries. If you get into a game where you need him, that's what he's there for. And then that Dalvin would be the first guy to sign on for that, you know, to give it to him as much as you need to. Now, there's, there's obviously – there's a limit, and that's why they have Madison, and that's why they have all this this depth. Um, that's why they you know drafted yet another guy for that, and for special teams reasons. But um, you know, I, I don't know that you uh, that this this team will pound him like that because. But ironically, I think we're going to see this that Kevin O'Connell is going to be more uh, dedicated to the run than than people uh, realize. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he talks about it, the run in that way, because immediately everyone was all over Zimmer for, oh, you're outdated. You can't, you know, yep. I've already heard some comments from, from O'Connell about the importance of the running game. And it goes uncommented on because, hey, he's, he's nice. He's from the Rams system. He's, he's the McVay tree. You know, he's, he's this, he's that. Um, whereas Zimmer's, line had just worn so thin that you can say almost the same thing and, and get two different reactions. But I think that ironically, this will be a, I'm not saying it'll be a running team by any, it won't be Tennessee, but it'll be more of a running team than, uh, than we expect. I believe. It's interesting to hear you say that about the running backs and pounding them to a degree. And when you, you know, and how uh, in, it, it, you're talking like how important they are to the game, yet they can't get the contracts that the receivers can, and it's not the pass. You know, it's it's a passing league and not a running league. It, you know, Zimmer, I think, was, you know, yelling this into the wilderness for how long that you still need running backs in this game. And, and you do need balance. I think it's really important. But it sounds like, you know, the running backs are uh, – they, they're more important than I think – uh, the conventional wisdom says they are in this league today. Yeah, and I, I think they have to, you know, with with very few exceptions, they have to be a modern. You know, the guy in Tennessee can you know can be a throwback, and uh, until last year when he got hurt, Derek you know, Henry. went. Yep. Yeah, Derrick Henry goes, you know, four seasons of just the most amazing workhorse in, in the modern game for sure. You know, throwback to the to the eighties and seventies almost and. Um, but you know, outside of a guy like him, he has to be, you know, I, you know, Adrian Peterson coming into the league now it would still be a great player, but I, you're, you're looking for, um, the Alvin Kamara's and the dust and the, uh, and the cooks and guys like that, that, you know, they have to do it all. They have to be more, more versatile. And I think we're going to see it. We're going to see another layer of Dalvin Cook's versatility. Um, not just screen game, you know, and running the ball. It's you're going to see some some things like with him. I think that's going to be, you know, fun to watch. You you kind of teed up one of my other questions I had for you. But do we really know what this uh, KOC offense is going to be like? Is it is it uh, LA East um, or is it something else? Is it is is he going to? He's a branch off of the Sean McVay, but is he going to be? you know, start his own, plant his own tree and uh, uh, just do something different here. You know, I, ultimately you have to go with the, the players you got. 
but he's got a heck of a he's got a heck of a receiving core and he's got a very dynamic running back. I mean, uh, how do you think? You know, and a, and a, and a, another receiver in his top tight end. It, it sounds, you know, on paper, it's a very dynamic offense. And what do you think it'll look like? I mean, I know it's pure speculation now, but what, what do you think we're going to see with the KOC offense? Well, I think, you know, the Rams, they led the league with, I don't know what the percentages was, but percentages way up there in the three receivers. I think, you know, there's a there's an appreciation for C.J. Ham that, that yeah. Kevin O'Connell has that um, you're not going to see as many three. You're not going to see – the uh, you can't because they're not the same team, but you're not going to see the exact same things that you saw with the Rams. You're going to see more, you know, more fullback tight end, uh, you know, bringing Munt in as, uh, as, another, as another tight end shows you. That I think they're going uh, – and that's just how my feeling is that, you know, not going to be a running team. They will not be – I'm not saying that, but I'm, what I'm saying is that you're going to – they're going to – there's going to be more running um, – than people probably um, will ex- are expecting because I think they need to do that. Um, one reason that you know Zimmer uh, or anybody who has Kirk Cousins would want to do some more of that is because Kirk Cousins is not a guy that can just you know uh, overcome your deficiencies on the offensive line, your deficiencies in balance. Uh, he can't just you know he's not. Newsflash: He's not a Brett Favre that can can just move around and make or Aaron Rodgers that makes things better around him. He's he is what's around him, and if you're all you're doing is lining back or dropping back or, or you're sitting back and just throw throw throw, you know then he's going to get teed off on and yeah. So there, you know you're gonna I think you're just going to see uh, not a running team, but you're going to see more more running than than I think we we, we would expect having come from the McVeigh, McVeigh genius tree. I, I'm like you, though. I'd like to see him utilize Delvin Cook in different ways and get him out in the open and catch the passes and and uh, not to have to get so many yards up the middle and you know extend his career a little bit. But we'll yeah, see. I would say, but I'd say Delvin Cook, uh, when everything, all engines are clicking like they were in that Cowboys game three years ago, uh, a primetime game, uh, he is, is – He's the best player on the offense when, when he's when he's firing like that. Well, uh, what unit uh, on the offense is the greatest weakness? Center. Center. I got the offensive See, line until proven otherwise. So yeah, to me, it's like the offensive line is a hard. You know, you could say you could have an all pro at left tackle, and say um, the offensive line is a weakness because there's someone two two doors down that's not as good. Oh, and so teams adjust for that. That's why you see uh, defensive coordinators like uh, or or um, like Donatel or even Zimmer. Like whenever they played uh, uh, New Orleans, uh, he's you know, New Orleans had two All-Pro tackles. So Zimmer just took Jefferson Griffin and Daniel Hunter, moved him inside, and it was a simple but yet great move because they just went after the guards and really sort of controlled that game defensively that way. So, you know, to me, it's uh, you can say the offensive line, but I'll pin, I'll focus it more down on the center, with right guard being the biggest question mark. Yeah, for me, it's the O line until proven otherwise. You know, they got they got to show it to me, show me before I'm gonna buy into them. But I, I think they'll be better. I think uh, I don't know that it'll be light years better. They'll be, but I, I think they'll be better, and hopefully that will. Uh... Well, I also I also think that 
you know, Bradbury's, uh, these guys, they're, they're all on social media now, I'm sure. And they, so just imagine that being told this, he's not, not that I'm sure Garrett's probably not watching this right now. He's probably, he's taking a break from the NFL. Um, but he's heard it. He knows it. And the team didn't pick up the fifth year option. You know, if, if ever you're going to see a, a guy come out, you know, out of the corner swinging and doing whatever he can to improve, it's going to be him this year. So I would not be surprised if he, if he does come out, we will know that he's having a better, he's having an improved year. If we're not sitting here talking about him all the time. Yeah. It gives him a chance to get out from under the yoke of Zimmer and his, his steely glare and, and into the sunshiny kumbaya of, of uh, atmosphere of Kevin O'Connell's uh, regime. So uh, we'll see. He's got a chance. He's got a chance to uh, start anew, just like a lot of these players do. And, and he needs it. He needs a new start. So we'll see how that goes. Mark, who would, uh, who would you say would be your offensive MVP and why mine, mine would be Kirk because he has everything he needs. Now he, he has a lot of weapons and hopefully an improved offensive line. And he's got to figure out how to deal, run this offense and utilize all these weapons. So I, you know, I think if he does it right, it should be him. You know, I mean, you're, you can make a case for Justin Jefferson, but then that's probably going to come at the extent of pumping him the ball constantly and, and other guys are going to suffer and then the team will suffer. So I think you've got to have somebody that can really move the ball around to a number of different receivers, running backs, what have you, and really run the show, have time to do it. And so I, I foresee if they're successful as Kirk as the MVP. I'm going to say it'll be Dalvin. Yeah, it would be Dal- it would be Dalvin Cook because, you know, for me, in order for Kirk Cousins to, to be great, Dalvin Cook has to be great, has to be maybe even greater. The attention has to be on Dalvin Cook and, oh, my gosh, you know, where's Dalvin? How do we defend Dalvin? Where do we, you know, who do we put on him? Like, say, they do spread him out. They they just they do a lot of different things to take even more advantage of his his versatility. And um, and he, you know, number five, stays healthy um, and all eyes are on him and the attention's on him. Then Kirk suddenly – you know, the, the offensive line uh, doesn't need to, like, hang on for dear life in the pass game, pass protection. So Kirk, and there's a more surprise to the offense. And and then Kirk, you know, if Kirk has that opening, has that, you know, that the time and has the attention on Dalvin, um, you know, suddenly now the receivers are, are going to be more more open. Uh, Kirk's going to have more time. And, and one thing that Kirk's strength, is accuracy with the football and Kirk it, given the time that he needs is not going to miss, you know, he's not going to miss guys uh, uh, very much. Um, he's just not going to be like another, some times where he's missed uh, Justin Jefferson in the past, but I, a lot of that, I would say would be under pressure. Um, he's going to find the guys. He's going to move the ball. Uh, but I would say in order for all that to happen, it has to be Dalvin cook being the MVP of the, of the offense. Simple game. Draft good players, give them a bunch of money, and uh, stay healthy. Really, really simple, isn't it, Mark? It was even simpler, you know, back in the day when they did. They just locked them down. They couldn't go anywhere, right? So <laughs> that's uh, the Vikings made it to four Super Bowls under that system. So uh, one one last question on the offense here. Uh, 
which player is the surprise player? Uh, which player will surprise us the most on offense? If it, I've got a couple that I, I uh, uh, would like to say. I think I would say Irv might surprise us the most if he doesn't do well, which is a negative knock, a negative look. Wow. I know, because we've all got such high hopes. Like I said last year, I was coming into the year, I thought this guy is just going to be a stud at tight end, and he's going to be up there in the class of, uh, the guy from Baltimore, uh, uh, Mark Andrews, and and you know not quite quite KC's level. You know, can't even think of his name either. But you know, there's certain, you know, he he be he's up he's going to be up there, and was expecting it to happen and didn't happen. So that carries over. Uh, he's coming off a, a a big injury, so you don't know what could happen to him. So that that this right. this is a prediction, Joe. It's not an if. Yeah, who will be that surprise? So are you saying that he will he'll disappoint? Oh no, not necessarily. Not no. Oh, I'm okay. Taking a different look look at it, and I thought uh, I guess the biggest. I, I, I if you want me to make a prediction, I'm going to say that uh, uh, the right guard will surprise us the most. All right, whoever right it guard. is. Who will surprise? Um, yeah, I looked at this one, and it's like. It's hard to decide because everybody is pretty much established in um, mm-hmm. you know, what and what the who they are. Well, I shouldn't say it. Uh, left tackle is not established, but uh, I will say that the left tackle will uh, will surprise me about the left tackle. Uh, this is uh, poor guys. This is a kiss of death. Uh, the four the, the left tackle will play all seventeen games and be one of the best. Um, I don't say the best, but he will be. Um, we'll be talking about him as one of the better left tackles in the. You know that I, would surprise I, me. Him starting seventeen games will be the surprise for me. Is that is that a uh, if he stays healthy? Well, no, I'm saying that's a prediction. He will stay healthy. Okay, well, I, I'm I'm going to still mark that one down because that's related to it. You know, it, it's funny. Last year, you you were you were tough on him last year coming in because of that reason, because he couldn't quite stay healthy. You know, he came in, he started late and was the knock on him coming in and, and he did get injured, but uh, there's been talk about him looking really good so far in OTAs and he, he could have a breakout year. You might be right. That, that would be a, well, whenever he came in and he was injured, that was the red flag because that was kind of what his knock was coming into the draft was, you know, Hey, guy might, might not be able to stay healthy. Uh, and I remember, like, they were kind of bringing him along slowly. He played, like, one play on special teams and uh, hadn't played left tackle. And they were playing the Lions at home and whenever, you know, whenever we thought they could sweep the Lions. Yeah. Uh, um, and, I, you know, we were talking about it in the press box, uh, a couple of us, and people were like, well, you know, I said, well, this is the game. This is, he's going to start at left tackle because, you know, he's the number one draft pick. He's been on the field, so he's been in practice, so you know that he's – he can protect himself or defend himself, you think. And I said, this is this is where you start him. And they did start him. And he, you know, it's like you're looking at him going, not granted, the Lions didn't have a pass rush. You know, they're, you know, they didn't have much of a pass rush at all. But he could just say the way he moved. And I was like, wow, you know, this guy, this guy belongs in this, in this spot. And then I think later in the year, he, he might have missed a couple games. Uh, where you're like that can't happen. You can't if you're a left tackle. 
I don't care if it is a modern a modern league where you, you kind of oh this this you know he better sit for a couple of games you know come in you know there's not two of you on the on the roster that, that that's starting caliber that's just mm-hmm. not the way it is so you better be there uh, for 17 games. Wouldn't it be ironic, save for for the right guard position, if uh, this this offensive line looked really well? And you'd have to say this was uh, Rick and Zim's uh, offensive line. They finally built it after they let him went out the door. Wouldn't that be? Uh, wouldn't that? Be- but yeah, if you think about it, if if Bradbury doesn't make a step and and like turns things around, you would have you would have all you would have four Spielman draft picks out of right. out of five players. Uh, just uh, happened a couple like a year too late. Yeah. Well, on that note, we'll take another break here at the Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast, and we'll be back in just a bit. All right, uh, we're back. We're back at Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, a little news made this week, not really Vikings news, but kind of Vikings-related. Uh, a week or so ago, they let go of a, a kicker they brought in to uh, off-season uh, workouts. And the Packers picked him up. And at first I thought, well, this is the second coming of Elvis Gerbach, but I can't remember what the kicker's actual name is because the Packers used to have a quarterback by that name, I believe. Somebody did, Elvis Gerbach. But uh, um, anyway, it goes to the Packers. And I, I remember you saying to me a while ago that when they did let – the Vikings let him go, uh, before it happened, you said, boy, they had a little kicking competition and it wasn't even close. So this isn't real. This loss isn't really a loss for the Vikings, would you say? Yeah, um, I would say that um, it started with a G, but uh, I, he's not even right now. It's not worth even looking up because uh, he needs to buy. I know, I know is that there's two things I know about him. He wore number 49. I thought he was a kind of a undersized linebacker. I had him already cut. And then I realized that the. That the uh, uh, kicker or, the, or no, the, the a punter that they had with wear number sixty six. I thought he was a undersized tackle, but he was a giant punter. Uh, so at, once I established that, he's okay. This is the new kicker, and then we saw him kick. And uh, you know, Chile used to say that the number one uh, job of a receiver is to receive. Well, the kicker's number one job is to like occasionally, at least, put it through the uprights. Oh my. Um, the, you know, the kid missed so many. Uh, and granted, it's it's a small sample size, but it's an important sample size when you're bringing him in to sort of. Uh, I thought it would he'd be a camp leg, I, but you know there was talk about no, no, no. This is a competition. This is this is to push uh, Joseph, who I thought for for <laughs> Viking standards um, was pretty stable last year. Right. Uh, not not a guy that I would get rid of and looking for someone new, um, but it, it quickly. You know, the, his chance to um, to show anything was was in OTAs and in mini camp, and he you know, couldn't he couldn't function in that situation. He missed kicks and too many kicks and so many kicks in that situation that you're just like, okay, we don't need to see anymore. You don't need to see the preseason because if you know, like granted, the the the, uh, the position the the pressure got to um, God, Joe. We should have a list of all the names in the NFL. Uh, the guy that, the guy they, Elvis. Nah, the, the guy that they cut that went to the went to the Raiders and became the best kicker in the league. Oh, he, Daniel he, Carlson. Yes, Daniel Carlson. Daniel Carlson, you know, uh, f- uh, fell under the pressure here yeah. two games into his career. 
And, you know, people, you know, at the time, there was not one person, not one Vikings follower, one Vikings uh, um, observer, nothing that said they should keep that guy. He should have been cut because he was he was done. I mean, uh, maybe cooler heads should have prevailed at the head coach or whatever, but um, I don't think he would have ever become who he became if he, if he so stayed in Minnesota. So um, He needed you know, to develop without all that pressure on him, which he did. Yeah. And, you know, if I, that's, you know, over time, riffs, you know, little headbutting between coaches and GMs all happen. And that certainly was one between Zim and, yeah. and Spielman. You know, Spielman's, you know, drafting the guy, it's, it gets cut. I mean, um, you know, Spielman obviously had the final call on that, but um, having to make it because of Zim and everything, it just, uh, it just wasn't going to work. So to me, this guy moved on. Uh, you know, I, to me, Joseph is their kicker. I don't. I wouldn't go fooling around trying to, to look for another kicker. I would build on what he gave them last year. Mark, is, isn't that, you know, now that you mentioned, isn't, you know, you said bringing in and they're saying it's a competition. Isn't that their way of putting some kind of pressure on Joseph so that when he's working out in camp and off season, that he has some pressure on him for his job so that it replicate. It's the only way you can replicate any kind of, pressure situation in a game in training camp is to say, okay, your job's on the line. We got somebody else here. I mean, I mean, it's probably not, and he can see through it. And it's, it's never going to be like, you know, Carlson kicking in overtime and, and Lambeau field, but they got, isn't, isn't that the whole reason behind that? Isn't that why they do that? I mean, there's a camp well, I, that bad as well. Yeah. I mean, you, you could, um, it, um, to me, he's a guy that's not going to lose sight of his roots. I mean, until last year, when he, he played an entire year with one team, he, I think it was, he was with like six teams in four years. I mean, he was, a, yeah, he was a guy, he was the ultimate journeyman uh, before he even hit his 26th birthday or whatever, whatever he is, 27. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, he, he's, he's not going to quickly lose sight of when it comes to paying attention to his craft. Uh, first of all, he's uh, just having the time I've spent around him. He's, um, it seems like a really good kid uh, that's not going to like, he knows, he knows where his roots are. He knows that he, he can't take his eye off the ball uh, by any stretch because he could be gone. Uh, the life of a kicker, he fully understands and the need to uh, stay focused is something that he is going to have to worry about that with him. You, you can go ahead and say it, Joe, that you, that Joe, your, your theory is really sound. It, it's all right. You know, we won't lose any, people you can just say hey yeah that's a good idea Joe. Good. i always like i always like it whenever someone will ask about the competition that like hey uh joe uh you're the right guard competition uh you know is there a competition there and then i'll say there's a comp they'll have you know patrick mahomes at quarterback or whatever there's a competition that every <laughs> patrick mahomes is out there fighting for his job you know it's like you know don't insult our intelligence there's uh yeah there's only so many competitions in this league and there aren't many anymore in when they go into training camp. Are there any, any other on special teams there as far as the kicking units is concerned? I mean, I would do, are we set at punter and holder? Are we all set? Not now we're set at kicker. Is that, is that the only place we're, we're set? I can't even remember. I thought they brought in a punter at one point, but I can't remember. And I didn't look that up beforehand, so I shouldn't have asked the question. So uh, I, will, I will move on. With, I, are you're, withdraw, you're with, withdrawing the question. I, I, if, unless you have an answer, do you have an answer? Ah, uh, you better be. They better have a, 
some uh, they better be set on it because it's uh, yeah, training camp starts and uh, I don't think you want to go shopping uh, on the eve of training camp. That's a great point. That sound wisdom from a seasoned veteran out at TCO slash Winter Park. Trey Wayne's maybe curious statement. He I guess he he got he got let go by the Bengals earlier this year, and I think he's on another team. And and he came out for some reason and said, "Yeah, in in my head, I'm done." You know, um, and he's not that old. You know, uh, I, I don't know if that's the kind of statement that's going to get you any looks on another team if 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 uh, if he actually doesn't want one. I don't know. I just thought it was a curious thing to be quoted. So. I guess, you know, uh, some guys, uh, Jared Allen rides off into the sunset on his horse for his retirement announcement. And Trey says, in my head, I'm done. And he's always been a man of few words. Uh, yeah. You know, to, to me, uh, you, it, this game is is way too hard for these guys. Uh, you are what you are, what your head says you are. <laughs> uh, I don't think, I mean, there's been some guys that, that are probably good enough to, to wing it and you know, they don't really want to be there, but their talent puts them there and they put up with it for a few years. You know, maybe that's a, what Trey Waynes is like. Um, one of the most surly kind of angry guys I think I've covered. Um, not like that, the, but, but not that's, like you know, to the media. I don't think he didn't like the media. Just, uh, it, was, it went beyond not wanting to talk. It, really? You know, Mark, Marcus Shirelles uh, didn't like to talk, but Marcus Shirelles nice was – was nice about it. Uh, this was kind of an angry guy that, uh, but that's, you know, that's, that's like the, the media. I know, but that, that, that's, that's also, I don't want to judge him as an overall person because he was mean to the media or he was mean to me or whatever. I just got the impression he wasn't having a whole lot of fun. So it doesn't surprise me that he says he's done in his head at a point where, you know, he certainly has at least a couple years left. And yeah, when you say that, if I'm a GM, no, I, I'm not giving you a call. Every every uh, uh, every athlete, professional athlete, who gets paid millions of dollars to play a sport that half these people out there would just kill themselves to play, um, does not eat, sleep, and poop that sport like we would if we were given the chance. Would you know? Which is like live golf. We're seeing it. There's people defecting to live golf because. I don't think they like to play the game that much. Brian McKinney didn't like playing football that much. Bernard Berrien didn't like playing football. I don't think uh, Dustin Johnson likes playing golf that much or likes the grind of the thing. But so he's going to grab the money now. I know Bruce Kepka or Brooks Kepka doesn't like playing it, you know, and he he just signed up. Anyway, there are people like that. I guess you have to factor that in, and let them be who they are, and and they can or cannot like it. It's a job. It's a job. It's not necessarily Why? a dream. Right. We, we're all different people. And uh, I don't know necessarily that I'd want to poop football either if I was. Um, that might you know, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's, um, on that note, um, <laughs> I, I was talking to, you know, talk about a guy who loves football. I, I talking to Harrison Smith, just he were the, we were the last two people on the field at uh, mini camp. And we were sitting around and we went past the interview period. And I um, and I just was talking to him about his his newborn. I think it's a daughter. And uh, we were talking about, you know, because I have a 27-year-old and a 17-year-old and, and just talking to him about life, I guess. Not that he's asking me any advice, you know. But, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to have the same feeling when his, car, when his car insurance goes like doubles whenever the kid hits 16, 17. Uh, he, but, it, but it was funny because we were talking about it. And I was telling him, you know, 
different things. And I said, man, I, 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 I envy you in the in fact that you, know, you get to retire when you're 35 years old. And the things that, you know, what life offers to you beyond that. And he, he laughed. And he goes, yeah, he goes, but I, you know, my kid is two month, two weeks old or whatever. And he said, I don't want to be just, I want to be something to my kids. I, I don't want to be just that some old rich guy, you know, not doing anything. And he was talking about what he wants to do and everything. So it's, it's funny. Like, and, and that all oh, that, my point of the story was I told him, I said, you know, I said, to me, it's like when I look at guys like you and you say that, you know, you, how long do you want to play? And you have a new, you have a kid and a family. It's like, you know, make sure that you stop. Not, not that he needs me to tell him this, but stop before you get to the point where you don't, you're, you're, you're in pain in your forties. You can't walk in your fifties and you don't know where you are in your late fifties. So and your kid wouldn't recognize you anyway. And I granted that, that, does not equate to like if you play ten years, this happens. You play eleven years, right. this happens. Um, it could be some people you take two hits, and that's what's ha- going to happen to you. Um, so, you know, that, I guess it's to me, it's like just know when to get out and get out before you're you know, you're carried out. Oh, good lord! Now Kevin O'Connell's going to come and kick your door down because Harrison's going to retire next week, and he's going to blame it on Mark Craig from the start. If season. yes, right. If Harrison Smith retires, then then it'll be my fault. Yes, it will. You say, yeah. you know, I was going to play another five years. <laughs> I wanted to get three more All Pro, make the Hall of Fame, but this guy told me. You sent over a couple of questions I thought were interesting. We can do quick hitters before we get out of here. Uh, this Vikings offense will be a top five offense if, and my answer to that is if Kirk levels up in the parlance of gamers today, if Kirk levels up and takes his game to a new level this season, given all the weapons, given all the improved offensive line, given the, the, uh, the new regime that is kinder, gentler, that is right up his alley, you put, putting out an atmosphere of a a nurturing atmosphere that Kirk is the kind of guy who can thrive in. If he levels up, this will be a top five offense. That's what I'm saying. So the question, okay. So if there, okay, mine will be, there'll be a top five offense. If they reserve a spot at top golf every Wednesday morning (laughs) at eight and the entire team shows up and they had to eat, they eat lunch together and they tell each other that they really like each other. Mark, my wife has a saying that your mouth wouldn't melt butter right now because it's so that's so cold, my brother. Um, no, they the I'll take the Kirk, but I will put the the cart before the Kirk. Kirk can only do those things if the offensive line takes it to a new level. Kirk can only go. Kirk's not going to any level other than five hundred unless he gets. An offensive line. That's 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 who he is. That he's not going to change. He's a good quarterback, but he needs a lot of help when it comes to the offensive line. He's, and that's he's not the only one that need, like only person that needs that. So I will say that the offensive line has to take it to the highest level in order for Kirk to do what, all the things you said. Well, so Mark is already on the excuse meter for Kirk. While I'm I'm sitting behind Kirk and I'm saying. It's on you, brother. Level up. Get your butt. He, he did outrush Kyler Murray last year, 35 I yards to 31. Because with the, with the bad offensive line. So, I mean, even if the offensive line's the same, Kirk's got to level up. No, I'm okay, the other question is the offense will flop if 
and it's pretty obvious here. I'm, I'm going to say if, if the offensive line isn't better, which is directly relates to what you just said, if, if, if they don't improve and, you know, get injured or whatever, if they don't improve and, and keep, give Kirk the time he needs, it's, they're going to be struggling game to game. You know, they'll win some, they'll lose some, but I don't think the uh, team goes anywhere if that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, to me, it has to be the offensive line. It, it'll flop if, um, uh, I don't know, if we could throw injuries in there. You know, if, we have, if we ever talked about staying, if we ever talked about staying healthy. Um, oh, yes. Many times. If, if the offensive line doesn't take that next step and is a lot of holes and, you know, it, they, they aren't going anywhere. They're certainly not going to be a top five. They, they, Kirk will not carry them to a top five without an offensive line. Well, unlike the, the fella in Green Bay, it, and that's unfair comparison, I know, Yeah. Uh, except for when it comes to, to dollars. But uh, you can't do that. It's You know, it's really not an unfair comparison because you have – if you're going to play in the league, there's 32 quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in the league. If you're going to play in this league, that's who you're compared to. You have to aspire to be the best and they're the best. So yeah, you know, there might be one of the best ever. That's true. Well, then that opens up it a little bit further, but still, you know, I'm not saying he has to be as good as him or surpass him, but he, he certainly has to approach him. If, if the Vikings want to want to be a successful team. I think he can, but he has to approach him in a way, a different way. He can't, he needs yeah. the team around him. Uh, that's, to me, where the Vikings have always overpaid for him. Um, but if the Vikings didn't overpay for him, someone else probably. Probably. Uh, live golf would. They'd, they'd overpay for him. You know, I don't know if Kirk's any kind of good. Yeah, we're not, yeah, yeah, we're not man, talking. He could, go over there, he, he could go over there and they'd probably give him a million dollars just to tee it up. A million? Kirk? I don't think Kirk rolls out of bed for less for a million bucks. <laughs> You're probably right. On that, I'm going. On that note, I'm going back to bed myself because I don't get a million dollars for sitting up here and doing this. But we're paid handsomely, and we appreciate it. We appreciate all you folks checking us out, and please keep doing it. We appreciate Mike Walden behind the scenes doing the production for us. Mark, appreciate you coming in and smarting off and giving me grief because that's what it's all about. And uh, we'll be back next week to try to do it again. And try to figure out something else to talk about in the offseason because that's what the NFL requires. So until then, thanks. See ya and skull.